So I love that her original name was Beverly. So did uh-huh. I ever tell you about um, my travels to Atlanta? So I've been to Atlanta a million times. And every time I go, I always have to go to the world of Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. I've been, mm-hmm. You've never been, right? No, I'm waiting for you to take me. Okay, I'm good. I'll take yeah. you. You yeah. will honestly yeah. love it. Um, I mean, of course, when I go when I'm instantly recognized because my body is 98% Coca-Cola. So... <laughs> Um, the best part about going other than the get the, obviously the gift shop is the tasting room. And it does have a little bit of a, like a Willy Wonka kind of vibe because they have every single type of Coca-Cola product that you can buy from around the world. And they all taste different. And some of them are amazing, but if you walk around and you go to the Europe section, there's this one section that has all of these, you know, hashtags and all of these, you know, posters sort of around it, pointing to it. When you walk over to it, it says, Take a picture of yourself drinking this. And it's the one from Italy and it's actually called Beverly. And mm-hmm. it is clear and it tastes like battery acid. It is okay. so bitter. It is disgusting. The whole point of it is that they want you to drink it and be like, oh, and then take the picture and then Instagram it. And oh, so is it like, is it uh is it meant to be drunk before a meal? Is it like a Campari kind of thing, like a bitters? It has that feeling to it. It's a soda. It's yeah. not meant to be like Coke. All of their different products are different. Some of them taste like, um, there's one that I loved from Chile that tastes like apple. It's like almost like a, an apple juice soda, which is amazing. There's mm. one that I love that's like a pineapple one. Uh, but this is, I, I think to your point, I think it's not meant to be overly sugarly, sugary. I think it's mm-hmm. meant to be probably like a digestive or maybe something that you sip post dinner or in between. Um, but it does taste actively like liquid diarrhea. It is terrible. Okay. And every time I would go and I brought my cousins a few times and we would always laugh because even though we knew it was nasty, we couldn't stop ourselves from trying it. And so we started calling everything that was bad, Beverly. Oh, and then, okay. and then yeah. eventually we shortened it. So, you know, I, if you said to me, you know, how was something that I ate? And if I didn't like it, I might say to you, it's a bit of Bev. Oh, it's, it's a right. bit of F. Okay. And um, so I love the idea that, of course, this would be Danielle's name, right? She would be, she would be an, an Italian and have the name of like the disgusting Italian drink at the world of Coca-Cola. In Born Sour, right? I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it's such a weird situation that she is adopted into. Uh, yes, I, I mean, it's, it is super fucked up. Like a filler child, right? I, I was saying this to someone and she was like, so she's the one that lived. And I was yeah. like, yes. So uh, for those of you that haven't read the book and, and you really should, because it is a hilarious read, um, not this part, of course, but that the family that she was adopted by, their genes apparently were not groovy and uh, all of their sons had had cystic fibrosis and had passed except for one that passed when she was, I think, two years old. Mm-hmm. And so she's, you know, there's no no pressure there, right? Like all the other kids died. <laughs> You're also the only girl, no pressure, no pressure. Yeah. Um, and we don't really spend a lot of time in her childhood kind of enjoying ourselves. I feel like she literally, it, you know, she doesn't even ask me what I'd like to drink. She instantly put, puts her hand down my blouse and starts talking about her sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, her abusers, yeah. And yeah. they were, I don't know, her father's friends or? I, I was having a hard time figuring family? out who it was. Yeah. I think she was, I think honestly, she was deliberately trying to be obtuse. Um, I think so. Yeah. 
And then like, these are romance novel level sentences. You know, in fact, I may be insulting romance novels by even making the comparison. Um, it is so bad. Uh, she, this is where also too, she brings up Nikki and I'm dying to know what your thoughts are about Nikki and uh, listeners. You're going to love this. Nikki is Danielle's attempt at uh, an alternate personality. Her alter Michelle? ego. Yeah. Her, yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki gets mentioned a lot in the front, like in the, in the beginning, but then she doesn't really mention Nikki too much. Like when she really needs about, Nikki. I was going to say, like, when off. she really fucking needs Nikki, <laughs> Nikki is, I don't know, sucking someone else's dick. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, Nikki's no help. But yeah. I, so I, I, I question if Nikki's real. Yeah, you know or like I a mean. literary invention. I think, yeah. yeah, I can imagine this as a, a literary invention trying to make this book um, more poignant. It just didn't land, you know, even like, even though some of this stuff sounds ridiculous, a lot of it is true. And it, you can tell it feels true. Nikki just didn't to me. Like the, no. that whole section talking about that. And I feel like Prije like forgot to insert Nikki, you know, yeah. throughout the book. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, what, yeah. what was that chick's name again? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, Lucinda so, Hillary. Yeah, right? Yeah. Rome Hilda. And so, yeah. And poor, poor Daniela. You know, all of this stuff leads to like a lot of early trouble with men. You can see she's desperado for love. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's constantly being rejected and like constantly fighting against being rejected. It's like a yep. like a creepy cycle that we keep seeing. Um, yep. And it's like a sad story just made up of bad choice, plus bad choice, yep. plus bad choice. Uh, and I mean, so she, okay, so just at a high level, you know, we can, we can give a, a sort of a, an idea for folks what happens. So she marries a man who was an FBI informant while she is an exotic dancer in new york well that's her second husband correct no the second husband is Staub. but the first husband is kevin marr right the guy that wait who's the one she married when she was really young that's kevin marr yeah the boyfriend from high school oh wait there's right there's three so there's the boyfriend from high school and that doesn't work out and then there's the kevin marr who is the CIA informant who originally tells her he's in the uh, FBI? FBI or he's an FBI informant. It's very weird. He, but he's actually, so he's a, he's just an informant. He's not working for the FBI. He's, yeah. He's, but I think he yeah. tells her that he's like super coked up. And this yeah. is when she's living her life as a, you know, at first she tries to tell us that she's a dancer. And then eventually she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a stripper. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting. It's like I don't even understand. Like her husband, Kevin Marr, turns out to be a bigamist, and I never really understood if she was actually married. Um, uh, so I him. think, I I think there was the first boyfriend from high school, and they were in love, but that didn't work out. So that I don't think they got married. So then she married Kevin, but he was and was they he went to married the first. To her well, he was already the other married. Chick? He was already married to the other chick. So was his marriage to Beverly even legal? Well, he gave a different name. So it was 
you know, she still had to divorce him. That's the. That's what I was just going to say. That was the part that, like, I I had questions about, um, because I had so many questions. I actually wrote notes in the book, because I was like, "What the fuck is happening here?" Because if he was married to somebody else previously, his marriage to her would not have been legal, even if he said his name was Bo Deedle. Yeah, that's why I. Uh, yes. So. So someone, that felt weird someone, to me. Someone's not. Someone's taking her money, or. Just, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I don't, I don't get I, it. Maybe that was like another literary thing where, and maybe Stephen didn't check, Mr. Pergay didn't check, because I just yeah. didn't seem to, yeah. And, you know, even the story doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't really, I mean, she talks about the fact that she was engaged 19 times and mentions almost none of those. Right. Right. Um, She yeah. just mentions that she liked leading them on and then saying no yeah and like listen i mean let me play for you danielle stop's greatest hits michelle welcome oh, yeah welcome to danielle stop's greatest hits where you're here you're uh you will hear such gems as they couldn't help but taste the forbidden fruit fruit of their love and no one would stop their passion talking about her parents you imagine <laughs> like i want it made me want to puke um oh this is another great one <laughs> And don't forget this little gem. This may sound a little off the wall, but I think I absorbed my religious beliefs as well while in my mother's womb. Yeah, that, so that shit, that delusional shit really, you know, cause she's so special. Like, I just don't, I do not get, oh, <laughs> Michelle, you can't, uh, you can't forget things like this. After my breakup with Peter, I discovered that a lot of guys really wanted to be with me. This realization led the feminine beast inside me to grow even more. The beast, the feminine the beast. beast. <laughs> it's yeah. It sounds like um, Eileen Davidson when she's yep. mad at, at you, beast, you beast. <laughs> oh, I love this too. Uh, she was practicing for a commercial here. I used a hair conditioner that was top of the line that made my hair full and silky, and I got noticed. Mm -hmm. and was that like from her diary, like the one with the little no, lock and key? These, like these when are she literally... was twelve. This is literally from her right? book. No, but These she are... just she just picked up. She just she ripped pages Michelle. out of her diary. Right? Who the fuck is Stephen Fergay? I need to know. Um, oh, I love this one. He was attractive, half Italian, half Irish, with GQ looks and a body like a brick shit house. I'm sorry. This can't even. These cannot be. These can't be real things. Oh, I love this. I even sold more drinks than the blonde wait waitress who was banging the manager. Mm hmm. I mean, these things, I mean, I, I can't, Michelle, the, the cringe level with the things that she is saying here. Oh, I love, this is the best. I mean, when she ends a, a chapter, she really ends a chapter, Michelle. I mean, this woman, yeah. which one you are just now? like an athlete who hangs up his Jersey and cleats when he retires. I hung up my stilettos for the last time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You and fucking I mean, Barbie. Yep. I mean, is that evocative? I mean, you tell me, Michelle, can you not see that? Uh, oh I see it yeah 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 I I this I this see them along is... her wall she's got every color she's got the ones that fucking flash with the colored lights she's got black ones clear ones green ones yeah, yeah this this book was a lot what do you what do you think anything anything that jumped um, out at you I know Maria it's like I can't even like go through like the story because I don't know like what the story is like I can't even like lead you through the story I I it's just it's just a bunch of things and she it's, I think it's like just she is telling her story through guys that she has been with it feels like a little 
yeah and so here's the thing so then she so the the Staub guy where she gets her name from um yep. so she's working as an exotic dancer and um now you know people work as exotic dancers for for money but there's also like other reasons other fulfillment reasons that people do it right sure and there are reasons that men want to go in and spend their money mm -hmm. and and you know do this and but there's a certain kind of man that regularly visits a strip club a man who likes a good steak and lobster good steak and lobster <laughs> with like some made of like sweaty wings. some sweaty pussy juice dripping all over it right come on how can you how can you even eat i don't get it yeah, I, I just, I can't even imagine. I can just imagine like the cook with like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth with mm. like long frizzy hair, like falling all over the place. So, the no cringe, the cringe. So, so, so she marries this guy. So she marries mm -hmm. this guy. And, um, um, and so right, right then and there, there's no way that you can have a customer in a strip club because it's a, it's a fantasy environment and you cannot take that and have a normal relationship after that it's not possible you can have a relationship with somebody go be a dancer and then kind of be separate that way but once they know you as this like sexual entity it's like the like pam anderson you know how no one can no one could ever really like figure out is she like funny is she smart is she just like you know like a crazy playboy whore she but even have had... a personality i think that no one even cared for for so many years no i think you're i i think you're right honestly it's it's interesting that you say that though because on bravo we have other people who have actually done that same exact thing nini that's where she met greg r.i.p yep. greg and um mia that's where she met um gordon OG. well so okay and now so nini had i think she for ostensibly she had a good healthy relationship with greg so healthy they did, enough get, where, they did get divorced and then remarried got, michelle they got divorced and remarried so i think so. they thought about it long and hard i think she really <laughs> she thought of him as a real life partner she really she enjoyed him and he enjoyed yeah. her and i think that was really i don't like nini but i did like her relationship with greg i love nini yeah Mia doesn't know if she's like an executive or she doesn't know who owns the company she's a boss bitch she's a she doesn't know why she owns so okay, many houses at her massage parlors. So yes. she doesn't really know what's what. Um, I do love her husband, though. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I will say just, you know, that not tongue. to, mm -hmm. yeah, not to, not to, <laughs> that, that tongue. Well, I almost <laughs> called you today while I was driving, but um, I didn't want to bother you, but I was driving through Surrey County. Oh, so, so, so I was thinking about our, oh, our, our girl, Karen Huger, who's like the ambassador to Surrey County. Mm, yes. Mm, oh, yes. See my big tits, sorry. See what I've done I love, now. I love, I love all things Karen Huger. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I think other people have done it, but it is an unusual way, let's say. It's an alternative way to meet a man that you want to or meet a partner that you ostensibly want to have children with. Um, it's very it's a very difficult thing to deconstruct and reconstruct like you think of like what you're asking your mind to do and so then he has he has an affair on her right like after Alan. their first baby yeah yeah and then what left me really there was some blank spaces for me she doesn't really give a reason why they broke up and it just seems that like everything was going good and maybe he was trying, but she just has to go back to her old habits, which is suck. 
Yeah. I mean, I have I mean, to be honest. I, I agree. There's huge blank spots that were left out of her life. And yeah. I think it's the opposite from what we saw in some of the other books that we've done together, which is, I think that Danielle does talk about situations in which she makes stupid decisions. I also think that she deflects a considerable amount of the blame. Yes. Whereas I think that other people that we have read and that we have seen take a little bit more um, accountability and show a little bit more vulnerability around some of the things that they've done. Whereas I think she just sort of glosses over some of these things and things like her arrest. She is, even when you read the description of it, it doesn't make sense narratively, number one. No, no. Even if we were to sit, you know, to, to create a situation room, if we were to criminal minds this shit, right? And stand up and try to plot, okay, she walks through the door, this happens. Where's the kidnapping charge? Why is this, why is this all happening? None of it makes sense narratively. And I think that she is deliberately deflecting away from her part in a lot of this stuff. And she yeah. will say things like, you know, she did coke and she hung around, hung around with all these people, but no you know, George or Jorge, however it was pronounced, you know, he was a gentleman and, you know, she makes it sound like he was, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, he's, he's, he's Ricky Ricardo. I mean, this is mm-hmm. not, I mean, this was, a, he sounds like a, he's a drug kingpin. And yep. I think that it feels like this book is specifically in answer, not only to Kevin Marr's book, but to the rumors and all of the way that people felt about her on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't, I just, uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot of blanks and, uh, uh, yeah, it was a rough uh, one. <laughs> uh, it was, it was. And then it just like ended, then it just all ended. Yes. And there was this, there was this outpouring of support. If anybody has like given her an outpour of support, I'd really like to know who the fuck supported her. Yeah. You know, it was the entire what fans book, supported her. It yeah. felt like a parade that she had thrown herself and that she had paid for the people to be in the parade. It just, it just really felt like it was just a self-produced thing honestly the whole thing felt just like masturbation the entire thing um was like masturbation to like just dumb porn um and I also think that she just wanted you to know that she had been really fucking wealthy and had massive parties at her house right like she really wanted you to know that yeah just like in the the show it's it's such a driving factor for her and it's so funny to me um it, and this is something that I actually learned from you growing up. Um, and we grew up very differently financially. And you always, and you still are like this, you're very understated. You have nice things, but you're not a flashy person. Um, you don't have any need to show off. And you never have, although you could have. And still could. And so I've always appreciated that about you. And I've always felt that that speaks a lot about your character and also about the way that you were raised. And also, if I were to say this to my mother, to Connie, she would say, that's because Michelle comes from old money. Maria, Michelle knows that she doesn't have to to show up. It's not old money. (laughs) But no, but you know what I mean? Like it's no, like, but it's not like brandy new that you just had got 20 minutes ago, but like your parents- 
would yeah. have, you know, they didn't raise you to be somebody who was flashy. They, they didn't, they didn't live that lifestyle to sort of shove it in someone else's faces. You guys had a nice life because you had a nice life. Yeah. They, and they weren't flashy people. I mean, you know, you know, that they were, you know, my dad was a plumber. I mean, yeah. It, you know, he made good money, but it was, it was very hard work. Yeah. So, but you know, but then again, when you really look at it, anybody who makes a lot of money, they work a lot. That's, yeah. that's the end of the story. <laughs> so, and that's the thing. And Danielle, yeah. is it working? No, she's not working. She's just reaping the benefits. So, you know, I don't, I, I, what did he do for work? What did this guy, I don't know, you know, do? I don't know. And I, I have to be honest with you. I, I feel like she didn't give us enough detail to really care about her in this book. Mm -hmm. um, and, and basically I feel like the entire book was how she just fucked her way to the middle. <laughs> she just fucked her way to the middle. <laughs> All right. Let's take a, a quick break and we'll be right back with the categories. I don't want nobody fucking with me in these streets. I don't want nobody Fucking with me in these streets, cause ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, we are at the snack and bevy uh, portion of uh, today's pod. You guys don't know this, but I am always fully loaded with snacks and bevies. Uh, Michelle is usually pretty well loaded with a Bev, uh, but your beverage is massive and it is water, correct? Yes. Now, I have my <laughs> Sweetie Treaty Company uh, sweet treats with me. Do you also have yours? Oh, yes, I do. I have um, some exploded milk duds. Oh, nice. So not yep. sponsored, you guys, yep. but uh, I came across this amazing company on Instagram and tried them out and I'm now obsessed so they are called Sweetie Treaty Company. We will link them um, and we will uh, tag them on the post for this and Instagram. They are an amazing company out of Northern California and they do freeze-dried candies. I had never even heard of such a thing before in my life, Michelle. Had you? No, never. And I and I have to say, um, thank you for sending me these. This was really, really awesome. And my kids loved it too. Um, my husband didn't get one single piece, but that's okay. <laughs> we were very busy with it. Um, but uh, yeah, you put them in your mouth. You think that they're going to be really crunchy, but they just kind of melt. They're amazing. Yeah. So I got, I got two different things. So I sent you the mystery pack of all the chocolate ones. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I love anything that has caramel. Mm -hmm. I've, I've discovered that. My absolute favorites are the milk duds. That's what I have. And it gets almost like a fun kind of burnt, but not bad. Yeah, taste. it feels like a creme brulee-ish. Yeah, yeah. I like. I, I kept saying to myself, Maria, this is not wine. <clears throat> there aren't this many layers in a fucking Twix bar <laughs> in real life. Um, <laughs> but I love these. So I have with me here in beautiful Hagerstown, Maryland, I have with me... Oh my gosh, you guys, if you try these, definitely try the Jolly Ranchers. So Michelle, mm -hmm. you said Liam loved these as well. He loved them. Yes. So they basically are just, they just puff up um, and they're so amazing. I also have Snickers and I have- Those were fantastic. 
Yeah. Did you have these as well? These are like Charleston shoes. Yes. Oh, I love Charleston Fun shoes. Those fact, are so good. Yeah. Fun fact for the folks at Sweetie Treaty Company, Michelle and I are from where Charleston shoes are made in Massachusetts. <laughs> um, and I'm from the next town over, Everett. Um, I used to drive by the Charleston shoe factory all the time. It is yeah. now condos. Fun fact. Right. But they're still made somewhere local, aren't they? Mm. I just ate somewhere. a um a green apple one. Oh my god, these are amazing. Guys, oh. run, don't walk. Go to Sweetie Treaty Company. Tell them I sent you. This place is amazing. And they have really great customer service. I had a little bit of a panic attack. I wasn't sure if I was going to get mine in time. <laughs> I reached out. They calmed me down. Everything went okay. Now, how's the how are the fruit roll-ups? Those looked really interesting. Oh my gosh. The fruit roll-up was a religious experience. So the, it's such concentrated flavor. It was almost like phyllo dough when you bite into it. It was like light oh, and thin, but it and had it just layers. dissolved. Yes, it just dissolved in your mouth. Mm. Uh, they were both strawberry, the ones that I had. Totally delicious. Um, I could also have the, uh, I also got this watermelon salad, which was all these different types of Ooh. sour watermelon candies. Also delicious. I will say though, if you don't like sour, don't get sour things because the, the flavor is just intensified. Mm -hmm. I've been to one of the sour things and I instantly got juicy jaws. You oh, know, when you just, yeah. just drool, yeah. <laughs> I just, I call that juicy jaws. Um, so yeah, so hopefully you all have your uh, snacks and your bevies with you uh, because we're about to get into the categories. But before we do, thank you so much to everyone who has subscribed and followed the pod and has listened and has been kind enough to leave a review. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate you guys. So let's jump into the category. So number one, magic wand, Michelle. So what would you change if you could change some stuff about the book other than making it the top of a pyre? Uh, what would you change about the book? Uh, I would, uh, uh, where do I start? Um, I, I would. It's like just one uh, thing, right? You know, I, I think, I think it could have been a good story. I think it mm. could have been really interesting um I think it needed uh you know what I it needed more length it needed yeah. more it needed more info I you know I want to hear all like your cringy stories and I love all that dirt but I um there were some blank spaces so I needed more and 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 I needed her to tell the truth she's lying through yeah. a lot of it yeah yeah, you're right. It's very high level. And had she gone, had it gone another hundred pages, maybe there could have been much more of a through line of a story. Now that I'm thinking about the timeline, I wonder if this was a rush job just to get something out there, yeah. just to counteract the bad press that she was getting at the time. What do you, she think? Also do you think? That could be the reason. It's so short. I, I do. She also like mentions like, you know, quote unquote, the book, like towards the yeah. end. Yeah, because that was the whole thing. And, and, you know, as you and I start to get into our rewatch of New Jersey season one, the book becomes a, a like a, a character actually on yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, so it does. It almost feels like the book was put out as a response to what happened on the show. So so for you, you want it to be longer. Um, for me, I would like to erase all mention of Nikki. I don't I don't like unless that's something that is real. Uh huh. And is like a part of her life. I don't want to hear about this whole thing in the in the beginning. It it does feel like a lame excuse, um, even maybe to excuse some of her behavior later. And to, and I think with um, the way that we think about mental health today, I think it's kind of irresponsible to kind of just throw it in there. 
um, and and to make it seem like she has an alternate personality. And uh, she ever she, mentioned she Nikki and on the show ever? Never, never, no. Mm, yeah. Nope. So that brings us to our second category, which is the cringeometer, one of my favorites. So uh, for this one, if, uh, if we're talking about zero to 10, how cringy is this book for you? 10 being super duper cringy. 10 being super duper cringy. Uh, yeah, 10, you know, is, got, 10 is what? Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, right? I, I got Juicy and, and, Jaws over here, right? Juicy Jaws with the cringe. Yeah. So I, yeah, uh, 10, 10. The 10 I, for you? I, I had... I wanted to cover my eyes most of the time. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I feel a little guilty because I think you know the beginning of the like. And to your point, there was potential for there to be a story. Uh, so for me, I would say uh, it's a, a solid eight and a half. Um, but so for everyone else, please cast your votes on Insta. Uh, we will be putting out the cringeometer a couple of days after the episode airs. So let us know your votes uh, on that post. We'll be excited to hear. Um, so our next category, and of course, I I, I think I know how you're going to answer this, uh, but Michelle, would you recommend this book to someone? Well, yeah, just because I, I find it cringy, it doesn't mean I wouldn't recommend it. So <laughs> yes. In fact, I, you might find a correlation with the higher the cringe, the, the better the recommendation for reading. <laughs> nice. Nice. So you would. So would you? Yes, I would. Who's I would put it right this? next to anyone's toilet. That's that's going right there, <laughs> next to your toilet and your butt wipes. It's going right there. If you got a exactly. get an ashtray going, right? Yeah, I mean, I I feel the same way. I think that there's you know, because the book kind of sucks doesn't mean that you wouldn't recommend it. I I think if anybody is a fan of the Real Housewives of New Jersey, you should read this book. I think it gives you a lot more color on on Danielle, a little bit about her life, and a little bit of an explanation about why she behaves the way that she does. Not an excuse, but it sort of um, it shines a light a little bit on some of her behavior. But oh, you mean on why she's such a twat? Like that's yeah, not <laughs> just why she's so desperate on why she's the woman always to talk about sex in a group, like just always. Um, you know, I feel like if you are a fan though of New Jersey, this is part of like the lexicon of, of must reads. If you are not a New Jersey fan, I would probably say, you know, you, you could, you could live without this one. You could pass. Yep. Yep. You could pass. All right. So our next category, uh, Carmen San Diego, where are they now? Michelle, do you have <laughs> any idea where this bitch is now? Cause I do. Um, uh... Not doing much of anything. I mean, I think she's tried to strike up a few deals. Mm. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, how, but I see you're, you're mm, you got your mouth shut and you're smiling and you really are. Yeah, so I just, me. I can't believe, you know, this stuff just, you know, I couldn't come up with this stuff if I wanted to. So, you know, when I went to do my half-assed internet research and uh, wanted to figure out, you know, where is Danielle right now? Where is she? Uh, as of uh, January 2023, she has an account on OnlyFans. Are you familiar with the OnlyFans site? Oh, she does. Oh. She does. And so okay. she offers monthly subscriptions. Okay. Uh, and those she are like 19. Masturbate or? Well, or yeah. I mean, it's a, it's supposed to be uh, adultish content. And it is uh, $19.99 per month. I'm going to join. I was just going to say, I'm like, get, put it put it under Brian's name. And then let us know what it is. Yeah. But it is $19.99 per month. So that is what Danielle is up to right now. Where in the world is Danielle Stout? 
She's Whoa. in that. She is in that Franken castle of hers. So it's really, really just chilling. So what do you get to watch her do? What do you get to watch and, her do? And she talks about it like, you know, if you want to get the latest updates and if, you know, and she's alluding to things like you want to see it all. If you want to know what I'm doing, like it's, it's very generic language, mm-hmm. but um, the fact that she would join OnlyFans. Um, well, she has three posts. Oh my God, you're already on it. Love that. And, and, and six medias, which are all locked because I don't subscribe sorry when did she start this i think it was january or the, i know it was this year okay she got 52 likes <laughs> jesus <laughs> throw one in there michelle <laughs> throw her a fucking like let's will throw accept- a 20 bill this poor kid will jesus it a- whoa it will will it accept, accept a stranger's it? like no not unless <laughs> i buy it <laughs> She doesn't even want your likes, Michelle. She, you could just fuck off. She's not interested in you or your likes. She wants your money. Where's your credit card? Is what she wants to know. Oh my goodness, she doesn't look good on her Insta. No, oh. and you know it's funny is she really didn't age awesome. I think she did some stuff. She's um, well. She's got too much filler happening. Yeah, she's some way stuff. too much filler, and she's very skinny too. Yeah, and I honestly didn't think she was bad looking when she first started the show. I thought she was pretty. I thought she was one of the more natural looking women, you know, didn't have, you know, triple Z bubbies. Yeah, I, I she's, it's, no, nothing in her boobs. It's all in her face. It's all been injections oh, into her yeah. face. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So that, that we know where you are, where she is. If anybody is interested, you know, go show her Want to give her a love. like? Yep. yep, 90 or if you've got a spare 19.99 a month, if anybody joins, please let us know. Uh leave us some comments or or send us a, a message on Instagram. Let us know what's in the OnlyFans dying to know. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but are you ready Michelle to move on to our final category tonight, which is of course <laughs> You okay? Sorry, I had a sneeze. <laughs> That's okay. If we want to do our our final category, which is literally, this is my favorite, which is of course the iconic scenes. So uh, the one that I chose, I chose one that was really explosive, Michelle, and I apologize because (laughs) because I, I really wanted to, to, to pick something that was iconic for Danielle that really showed. I mean, if, if you watch this one scene, I think you understand how she is on the show. So what I chose was the um, hair pull uh, around the world, known around the world, which is from Real Housewives of New Jersey season 10. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. uh, if you didn't realize, uh, Danielle comes back for a couple of seasons, like we said earlier, as a friend of, and she is as polarizing then as she is in the first two seasons. Can I just ask you, she was on season one and two. Yep. And then she went away for a few seasons. How did she she come back? For like eight years. So how did she get back? She renews her friendship. It's so fucking strange, Michelle. So she renews her friendship with Teresa. And Teresa is how she comes back on the show. Oh. She becomes friendly again with Teresa. And then Teresa brings her back. And I think that now that there's been enough time, Teresa uses her the entire time she's back as kind of a weapon she weaponizes danielle against other people uh-huh 
And I think it's, I think Teresa realizes how desperate Danielle is to belong, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to have friends, all of those things. I think as, as dumb as Teresa is, I think she realizes that because she does use Danielle very effectively to get back at shit. I would say almost everyone on the cast uh -huh, uh, in uh -huh. the two years that she comes back as a friend of with Teresa, mm -hmm. she starts shit with almost everyone. And I remember there being a point where I thought that Dolores was going to kick her ass. And Michelle, I was so excited. I remember thinking like, because Dolores is, uh, she's the daughter of a police officer. She's very street. She is was a police officer as well when she was younger. And so she's, I thought she was going to get up and just destroy Danielle. Um, and because she, Danielle seems to make people, seems to know how to pick at people. She doesn't yeah, know how to make does. friends, but she really knows how to make enemies. But she in her really mind, does. any attention is good attention. It, I was just about to say, I'm like, it's sad because I feel like she does, she confuses all of that stuff with, with yeah. how you really, the relationships you should have. Yeah. So let's, let's take a look at this scene because this scene is, it's some shit. Uh, those of you that are uh, listening in. If you haven't seen this, definitely YouTube it. I will uh, I will link this in the, uh, the description. I, I think you're going to be blown away. So we open in this store. So the store, Michelle, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Steve and Dan. Mm -hmm. It's in Long Island, mm -hmm. Long mm -hmm. Island. And so all of the girls are there. It's an excursion that Teresa has put together to do some shopping. And so we open with Jen Aiden uh, talking to a group of the girls, which is Marge, uh, Dolores, Melissa, uh, Jackie Goldschneider, who I love. Um, that's my hot take. My unpopular opinion for this podcast is I love Jackie Goldschneider. Um, and she is talking to the girls uh, about the boys night that all of the husbands had previously. And this is what I love about New Jersey is that the husbands actually hang out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're actually friends. Uh, and I just recently found out too that the husbands in New Jersey get paid. Oh, really? Which I, which I did not realize, which I was like, oh, no wonder they're hanging out and having boys nights. So she's talking to them about the boys night that her husband, Bill, the plastic surgeon hosted previously. And she says that the guys talked about Danielle's porn. And so allegedly Danielle has like this like soft porn out. And so we see a flashback to Joe Gorga. I love him. He cracks me up. Taking out his phone and actually playing the clip. And so we get, we go right back to the, to the store and we hear Jackie saying that her husband saw stuff that he couldn't unsee. And they're mm -hmm. all like cackling. I mean, it's really just like, it, I mean, if we put them all in, in plaid skirts, it could be high school. I mean, they're behaving yeah. that poorly. Yeah. Um, Marge says that her puss, her puss has claws and teeth. Mm -hmm. And at least that's what her husband Joe said. Um, and now the other side of the store, it's a very small store, would you yeah. say? It's yeah, a very, very fucking small, small store. Um, but within earshot, Danielle and Teresa are hanging out. And yeah. Danielle is saying that she's upset. It's funny because I, I love when people do this. Danielle is obviously hurt and upset that these people are talking about her. But the only way she can think of to actually talk about it with Teresa is to say, I'm just upset that you're hosting these ev this event and these girls are being so disrespectful. Yeah, she has a good way of like turning that around um, and manipulating the situation. But that that seems to be her thing. It's always like it, it, she doesn't own it. She just doesn't own any of it. She's boring. 
I just don't think she can, Michelle. I don't think she's capable. Um, and I, I think she's very, she has very simplistic thought patterns. So she's saying that she's upset that Teresa's hosting this event and trout mouth was what she's, what she calls. March, I love that. Right? Trout mouth. Yeah. Uh, and this is Marge pre-surgery. So uh, Marge is of course going to have surgery in a couple of years. That's going to take care of like the joker situation with her, mm -hmm. her lips mm -hmm. and a lot of the whole jowl situation. Um, but I think she's an attractive woman for an, for an older woman. I mean, she's our age, a little bit older. Um, and so Marge is there with her minions, which is basically everybody else. Um, and I, I have to say that, like, like I said, Danielle is so polarizing that literally, if you think about the setup in this fucking scene, it is Teresa and Danielle on one side and the rest of the cast on the other side. Yeah, It's not even like, oh, there's the ear, they're evenly split. A few people really like Danielle. No, it is just Teresa. And there's a reason for it. Um, and so they're all making fun of her and it's super obvious. Um, Jen actually says her husband sees pussy all the time. He was not impressed. And then Jackie jokes about the fact that, you know, he, her husband, Evan was so turned off by what he saw that now he's not going to bother her for sex. And then they all die laughing. Mm -hmm. So, and funny. this is happening loud. I mean, yeah. this is not, this is not, and then this happened. And then this is literally full voice. Would you, would you agree? Yeah. And then the sushi comes around and it's like, uh, I'll hold off on the sushi. No sushi. I almost fucking died. When I saw the sushi, I almost passed out. I thought that was hilarious. Like what puppet right. master put that together? Soft and sushi, right? <laughs> what genius producer is back there with like raw fish? Like they're going to talk about Danielle's smelly pussy. Grab the sushi. <laughs> Send out the kid with the sushi. And so Danielle says that she wants this mean girl behavior to stop yeah. and for Teresa to have her back. Mm -hmm. Side note, Michelle, did you happen to notice what Teresa was wearing? She looked uh, like it, she like, was, it was like, like some, some white rag. So <laughs> she was wearing, I, it was hard to tell at first. It was a white jacket, but she looks like she's like the lost member of Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It is totally embellished in the front. Like she's about to, like she's in the beginning of the music man. <laughs> I don't understand. It I didn't know, was it, was it ribbons or was it? It is, or... it's, it is all embellished the way that it would be if she were like in Ringling Brothers. Okay. It, it is insane. <laughs> it is insane. And then you, of course, Danielle is in Fosachi. Because I don't Versace. think for a fucking second that bitch can afford a full-on Versace outfit. Uh-huh. I don't think for a second. No, I think, I think it's Versace. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden we go back to the harpies, right? And that's when the sushi comes out. Someone passes a sushi tray and Marge goes, speaking of Danielle, it's just all very petty. Um, so Teresa says she's pissed off because the girls are talking shit and Danielle is like five feet away. Um, and Danielle is her friend. Show her some respect which honest to God, I think might be the first time in the entire history of the series that Teresa sticks up for any of her friends. Oh, anyone. really? Oh. And I think it's because Danielle is so useful to her. And so the girls are literally dying. Like you see them like folding over in laughter. Like they're mm -hmm. just cracking themselves up about, about Danielle. And so all of a sudden Teresa and Danielle walk over and then Jen says, this is all so fucked up. And Melissa interrupts and Danielle says, Melissa is team Margaret. And so it's very, it just feels very juvenile, like right off yeah, the bat. Like it does, it, yeah. It's very like uh, like the, the sharks and the jets. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Teresa says Danielle wants to clear the air. 
And Teresa says, let's not ignore the elephant in the room. And then Marge says, the Versace clan elephant. Yeah. <laughs> and then D, literally Danielle is is so aggressive and and so um I don't I just like it feels like she is in a different scene here. It feels like she isn't like there was like a callback for like tryouts for like the beat it video. And she's going to be one of the gang members in that with like the, the stiletto. Like, it just seems strange that she is so like, what's your problem? Trout mouth. Like she just gets very, goes well, I from. Think she, I think she gets triggered and, you know, she's in her element here, you know? So she's, it's almost like she wants it. Um, because mm. there was something about at the end when they were walking down the street, her and Teresa, and she almost had this, like, she had this smirk on her face and she was kind of like head held high, chest proud. And I, I was like, you fucking like that. that. You. you like that. <laughs> I have some color on this for you guys that I don't think, you know, that I think you're going to like. So, um, yeah, keep, keep that, keep that in the back of your mind. We'll come back to okay. that in a second. Um, Yeah. So once once she starts calling her trout mouth to her face, that's when everything escalates. And I think you're right. I think that Danielle is triggered by not belonging, right? Like she already feels out of place. Yeah. She yeah. already feels like she doesn't belong. And now these girls are literally confirming it by laughing in her face. Mm -hmm. um, and so as soon as Marge hears her call her trout mouth, she says, I have no problem. I, I want nothing to do with you. And so then Teresa accuses Marge of interfering with Danielle's relationship with her ex-husband and current boyfriend, same guy. Yep. Marty. Yep. Um, so we have a flashback to Marge talking to Marty. She and her husband Joe are friendly with Marty. They're 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 close friends. And so she's actually saying to Marty, My hope is that in five years, you're gonna be with someone who deserves you. Now they all start yelling all at the same time because Teresa is saying that like Marge broke up the relationship. Dolores tries to be the voice of reason and saying, like, with all due respect, Teresa, like I can't, I don't believe that. And she actually kind of goes toe to toe with Teresa a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she, Teresa completely ignores her. Um, and so a little backstory. Um, Danielle accused Marty of abusing her kids. Oh. And uh, and not in a sexual way, but like a physically abusive. Yeah, yeah. And so Marge is starting to say like, you know, why would you go back to him? Why would you want to do all these things? Why would you say that about him? And Marge is like bringing logic to a real housewives fight and logic cannot live in the Bravo no, universe. No, does not live, disintegrates. Yeah, and so it's, poor Marge. So Marge is starting to, again, be, she's so trying to be so serious. She's like, you are sick, you are pathological. And then Danielle says, I'm a good person. You just miss out on it. And so then Marge starts talking about Danielle's ex-husband. Then Danielle starts talking about Marge. And here's fun, uh, the funny thing. Whenever someone has a problem with Marge on the show, they talk about the fact that she cheated on her previous husband with her current husband. He was the contractor and she right, fell in love right. with him and she cheated on that. him and then yeah. married him. And so as soon as she says that, talking about that, like Danielle gets in, it's the weirdest thing. I, I, I rewound it a few times. I don't know if you caught this. Danielle screams at Marge to get out of her face while getting in Marge's face. Yep. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Like they're, they're nose to nose at one point. Yeah. And it was honestly, I, it, seeing it again, it even seemed more explosive. So as soon as she does that, Melissa intercedes and she tells Marge, she goes, Danielle isn't worth it. She's a piece of shit. 
And I have to be admit to be to be honest there, when I heard that, I felt really bad for Danielle. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just felt really bad. Yeah. Um, and Marge says that she has been dragged and rode hard. And I was pissed because she said it wrong. It's rode hard and put away wet. I was really pissed. Um, <laughs> and then Danielle says, so are your titties. You should get them done. And clearly this is the trigger for Marge. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert. She will get her titties done like the next season or the season uh -huh. after. I can't imagine why. This is when Marge pours the water on Danielle. Which, you know, come on, can, like, stop. Someone says something about your tits. Yeah, I just, I was, I just thought it was the stupidest reaction. And honestly, is it like provocation? Absolutely. Is it? Yes. Does it feel a little bit like a salty? Yes. 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 And so then Danielle starts screaming. Did I hit a nerve? Did I hit a nerve? Which is, of course, ridiculous because you know that. But um, she wants to. She loves that. And I, yeah well it's also too part of this keeps her relevant in the eyes of the audience us yep, right yeah so she she walks around the table and she grabs marge's purse which by the way i don't know if you noticed this this is a valentino clutch yep i was very upset it's like don't fucking touch the nice <laughs> purse man don't touch that so danielle grabs it and empties it into some wax candles yep yep and when, so when March goes to, to her purse, Danielle screams, you started it, you started it, I'll finish it. She says, don't you ever come for me again, you fucking whore. She says that to Marge. And Marge at this point, I think, realizes what she's done. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think, to your point, Danielle doesn't realize that, I, maybe not even until she gets home. So, because March has now cal is now calm. She's almost like zombie-ish, right? I don't know if you noticed this. She's very calmly putting her stuff in her bag. Melissa, you can hear her in the background. She's like, I'm embarrassed for you to be my friends. I'm embarrassed. And then Marge walks over to Steve and Dan. I don't know if you saw this and is handing him her credit card to pay for the damage that Danielle has done. Oh, I didn't see that. I yeah, didn't get that. And so Melissa tries to talk, to talk to Teresa about Danielle to be like, you're defending this? How can you defend this girl? And Teresa fucking shrieks. I don't know if you caught that. She shrieks. That's your fucking friend pointing to Margaret. Yep. And so then Teresa says to Margaret, why did you pour the water? And so then, you know, literally Jen. And then Jen and Tree are yelling at the same time. Melissa, uh, excuse me, Marge is giving her credit card to Steve and Dan. And then says to Danielle, you can take your drowned rat self and go back to your hole. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so they start to leave um, and Danielle just keeps going. Like she, to your point, I think she knows she's like struck gold and she's yep. just mining. And so she keeps saying, you know, go, go ahead with your white ponytail. You can't even bleach it anymore. Your hair is so broken. I mean, these are like insults that are like elementary level insults, right? Yeah. And Danielle says, and it's weird. And if you get a chance, please go back and watch it and just see this part. She has that weird smirk that you're talking about. Yeah. Before she pulls Marge's hair, when she says. Well, because she knew she was going to do it. Like yes. she was working it up. She's like, this is and my I'll, And I'll tell you yeah. why. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Michelle. She was told to do it. Oh, she was? Any guess who by whom? Guess Andy. Teresa. 
Teresa, Teresa because told her. It would never be production, right? Because that's like assault. Mm-hmm. Teresa actually, and we find that out later at the end of the season, that Teresa told her to to pull Marge's hair. Wow, really? Yep. So that's why I'm saying when she smirks and she says, I can't help myself. She's just been told by Teresa to pull, oh, okay. to pull the hair. Okay. Yeah. So she's smirking. And so she grabs Marge's ponytail hard and pulls her across the store. I watched this a couple of times. She pulls her from standing to a very, from a very fucked up angle, almost bending in half. Yeah. And then they all start screaming at, at Teresa and everything goes crazy. They, everybody, they pull them apart. Danielle runs out the store um Dolores says that I think the funniest line of the clip which is that's some old school stripper fighting right there yeah (laughs) (laughs) some old school stripper fighting and so to your point that's when they leave and she walks down the street and she has that look of triumph this is why Teresa is protecting her this is why Teresa leaves with her guides her down the street do you see it Teresa is almost like producing this episode yeah yeah so she's so Danielle is happy that she's done this for her friend, right? That she's done she has a bidding. friend now. Yeah, she's she done a friend her now. Yeah, and Teresa and is... isn't that very little girl, right? Like you know, like yeah. you want me to go do this, and then I'll be your friend. Yeah, yeah. Teresa learned that in prison, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, and then Danielle and Teresa they FaceTime Marty. Um, Danielle immediately lies and says she was calmly asking Margaret to stay out of their relationship. Yeah. Right. Totally lies. Um, and then we go back and forth to Marge and the ladies back in the store. I love the idea that nobody says that Marge's hair was pulled. And the reason why is because that's not a re- her real hair. So they keep calling it her ponytail. It okay. just cracks it, me up. It really didn't come out, though. I mean, I thought. <clears throat> no, excuse me. No, she's amazing. Honestly, Marge has like and she was one of the, the first women of the sort of older generation to do a little bit more in terms of like glam. Like Marge would always have like something cute with her hair. And her Uh first thing in the beginning was that she would wear her hair in like two low ponytails. Okay. Um, Which was actually people made fun of her. It was actually cute. Kind of like, and the other one. Yeah. And the other one, the other one, the other one, Yolanda. Um, And so, you know, Marge is like, she's a disgusting fucking beast. And then we have Jen saying, she's a dangerous person. She's unstable. Let the crazies be together. And then we see again, Teresa and Danielle in this fucking doorway on the street. Yep. Marty confirms what Marge said. Um, and then Teresa says that, you know, she's there for them. And again, she's like trying to keep the secret. And amazingly, Danielle keeps the secret for quite a while. She so I was for really quite a while. confused why Teresa would make such a big deal out of saying like, I'm there for you guys. That's why. I really was like, that's so bizarre. Like, why? What kind of friendship is this? And then to like put her in the car. Yeah. She's like. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. And yeah, I'm going like, to talk to them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the reason why is because she wants Danielle to keep the secret. And Danielle does. I mean, give credit where credit is due. Danielle yeah. keeps it for quite a while. I mean, I, I would have taken me two seconds to be like, she had told me to do it. Oh, and so, so Teresa goes back in to examine the fruits of her labor. Yeah. And, you know, go along with the lie. And, and that's really interesting, huh? And she acts like she can't believe what happened. What happened? She says, she comes in. Why did you throw the water? Yeah. (laughs) Why did you throw the water? And so it was just so strange. Um, She, and then, then what she says is she's sorry, but she's old school Italian. And I'm like, what the, like, what the fuck is that? And then also when we see Jackie 
And by the way, Jackie, I'm not sure if you know, is an attorney. And she's uh-huh. so smart. She's too smart for the show. She's she like, that's psychotic. <laughs> yeah, it's not old school. It's psychotic, you know? And I would yeah. say it's not even old school. I'd say it's like nursery school. I, I have to say, so I was, I, I watched it twice and I was like, I cannot go back and watch this a third time. <laughs> I was, um, I was just Sorry, really upset dude. for, upset for all humanity. Um, I really thought. Like, Crime against I, humanity. They, they were all terrible they all acted so just like children like fucking nursery school i mean i i thought i thought like you know by the time you're 40 or 50 that you don't do this shit anymore so i wonder how much did teresa produce all of this then no but i I think she she, like to create does she create that stir does she like that i think she does well i think that's what keeps you on the show i think that's what keeps Mm -hmm. her relevant yeah and i think that Danielle, I really do. I think she just weaponized Danielle. I think she sees, she recognized Danielle as needy and willing to do anything to get either get back on the show, get back in her good graces. I mean, like we've said, she hasn't worked. It's not like Danielle left the show, did Dancing with the Stars, and then, you know, does TV commentary and, you know, she didn't do any of that stuff. She was not a beloved character. She, by the way, I don't care what her fucking book says. She was not the breakout star of that show. No, she was not. She was, you know, she was the break-in star. You know what I mean? Like she was not, you know, she's, she was honestly, she was like the runt of the litter. She was, her whole thing was just trying too hard. Try, she just, you know, trying too hard, jumping, jumping, jumping around and, just for all the wrong reasons. I think she could have done better. I think she had some interesting stuff to bring to the show. I, but I, 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 she just did it all the wrong way. Um, Well, that she does it. She provokes. That's what she does. And that's, she provokes. That's what we saw. Like at the end, you know, we see Teresa trying to say, well, you know, you threw wine on her before. And we see that scene. And we see that scene. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, well, because what happens is Danielle knows how to hurt people. She knows what their points are. She sees their weak points. And Marge's weak point is she has these uh, children that she doesn't see that don't really talk to her. And Danielle said some things about them. And Marge just got up and threw up, I mean, a full glass of red wine on Danielle. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is not like, I, I'm not going to debate like whether or not that was assault. I think that's uncool. Um, but Teresa is debating it with them on whether or not that is assault. And with like friends like Teresa, you don't need fucking serial killers. Um, did you actually, <laughs> Michelle, have you ever been in, when you were younger, have you ever been in a physical fight? Um, yeah. Like, I don't, You're I can't pinpoint it. I can't, I can't, like, I can't pinpoint it, but yes. Yeah. And I definitely also had, I remember like there were like friends in the neighborhood who were constantly physically fighting. So I was also always like constantly on the periphery of like these two boys that were everybody was friends with in the neighborhood and it was just like oh there they are again you know anyway so you were a child yeah rooting for one you know what I mean and what was really funny was like because they were boys it would be like oh yeah this one beat the shit out of this one but like and and there it was seemed to be okay but as soon as like a girl got involved you know somebody's parents got called there was trouble there was apologies (laughs) oh yeah I mean let's not get to the sexist thing about it too but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine fighting like this as an adult. I mean, I remember preventing a lot of fights. I think uh-huh. 
I never really had to get into a lot of fights. I think it's because I, I am, I appear to be the kind of person that you would not want to fuck around and find out about. Yeah, you just, and you just, you also- And I'm a tall person, I'm not a tiny person. And you also just, you know, you just kind of like don't have any time for it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think you give off, people give off a vibe if they're receptive to it or not. And you're not receptive yeah. to it. Yeah, I it's mean, just, it's, yeah, I just think it's ridiculous. And I can remember many times in our 20s and even in 30s um, with our friend who shall remain uh, nameless RIP, who would get in fights or, or would stumble into fights left and right. There were so many mm-hmm. fights that I broke up. But I can't rem- imagine these women sober in a store doing something to, to this level. And I have to be honest, as much as I think this is like the shows are funny, all this stuff is funny. I think that we are erring on the side of of getting to like not funny with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's, um, and I think people like Danielle are cringy and gross only up to a point and then they become bad for the shows yes yeah yeah then, I, then they're, they're 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 just they're like runoff you know what i mean they're just they're they're like the bad chemicals that go into the into the water the water yeah they just yeah. um yeah they just they're poisonous and yeah and yeah I, and and i think that that's what we're seeing here and so this scene ends with i mean honestly teresa's still trying to defend danielle and we know why uh, because yeah. she really thinks that Danielle had, that's why she told her that. She was like, you shouldn't let her do that to you. Go pull her hair. Yeah. That, and even crazy. by the way, Stephen Dan was in on it as well. The owner of the, of the store. Allegedly really? it was where I know, I know you don't want to go back and watch it, but there's a point at which we see him hugging both Danielle yes. and Teresa after she's been doused with the water. Yeah. Yeah. That is when the suggestion is made. Oh, So, yeah, so that's what we see all that weird behavior from Teresa and every, no one can understand why she's doubling down on this. Teresa puts Marge in a, in a cab and is basically like saying, well, you know, you shouldn't have done the water. And she just kind of can't get past that. And poor Marge gets on the phone. She calls her husband and she says, I'm not going to cry. And then she starts crying. crying. (laughs) Yeah. With her trout mouth. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) And scene. (laughs) Um, yeah it was a lot it was a lot you guys um yeah this this particular scene I think shows why Danielle is like the ultimate in cringe you know like we've heard of binge watching like she is a cringe watcher like you you know if you know she's on you've got to be prepared for that you've got to be prepared for it to get trashy and gross and um inarticulate And, and you know she's one of these like I've done like my share of fucked up things, right? And I've had my share Not of you. Like, fucked up boyfriends, right? Like, but you know, I wouldn't comment on that if you put a fucking yep. gun to my head. By the way, yep. <laughs> but you know all about it. And, nope, but, never fucking no. But you know, she's one mm-hmm. of those people where, like, you know, like you were in your twenties and you'd show up at a party, you'd be like, "Oh, this is where this is going to go tonight." You know, like that's that's you. You just know. You know yeah. the path it's going to take. You're just like she's taken off her top. She's taking off her top and it's happening soon. Her top comes off by 11. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
if you're in a if you're in a party with Danielle, like she's taken off her top. She's she's talking about sex to random strangers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's another colloquialism. Uh, I, I think it's New Englandy. I mean, again, folks folks around the country, please let, let us know. Michelle, you tell me if you remember this, but where where I'm from in, in Everett, we would call someone who was like um, a lush or somebody who was just a little overboard, like a blouser. Do you remember that? Like yeah, a blouser. A blouser, yeah. So like yeah. Fuck, you're fucking blouser. You're a fucking blouser. I, I, feel like yeah. I, think, I feel like Danielle is a blouser. I feel like she is just a mess. Um, yeah. And it's sad because this is almost, I mean, we're getting close to, what, 15 years later? Yeah. More than yeah. almost, almost 17, um, you know, since she left the show and it's, I mean, her, her big step up is OnlyFans. With her, That's, was it 19 likes 1999 girl, 1999. Listen, I'm, you know, if anyone's ever interested, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it for one month and, and bite the bullet, but I'm hoping that someone already <laughs> is in OnlyFans and will tell us, um, but yeah, this one, this has been fun. This is a a, a super cringy one. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be looking forward to hanging out with you guys again soon. Michelle, anything you want to say about this book or about our friend Danielle before we sign off? Oh, my goodness. You know, I mean, it's, uh, look, I had a good time reading it and, and talking about it. <laughs> totally. You know, I really did. I really did. So I think, you know, for... Uh, you know, I'd like to hear what other people think, what they have to say. Um, also, if you like our podcast, you should uh, follow us, do the little plus at the top there. Uh, rate and review. We'd love a review. Um, maybe like a few people like us so far. And, um, you know, that would be awesome. Very cool. Yes, please. If you guys wouldn't mind, we would love that. And until we meet again, stay cringy, my friends. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye.